Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, leave us a rating, review, or comment. It really yes, does please, thank you. help build the exposure Absolutely. for the show. Yes. Money in the bank is oh, in the books, Larson, and we man. have been learning. Apparently, everybody's canceled their network, network subscription. People are in the wood Did about you the finish. See what? In our secret mod chat that you lurk in. Yeah. Wayne Maker. Yeah. Canceled. He sent us a screenshot. Yeah. Subscription canceled. Well, good for him. Alex C. confirmed subscription canceled. Wow. I think, or maybe he might be sticking around just for the next takeover. And then subscription canceled. Wow. People wow. Are, are up in arms over Brett. Spoiler alert, by the way. I had to, I had to bend over backwards this morning because I was like, uh, Larson, it's still probably not cool for us to spoil. Yeah, no. It, it, it's it, first thing in it the morning took longer, for us. Yeah, it took longer than usual to get a thumb, which is one of reasons why we're running a little late today. Other than yeah. There's a lot to get through. There's a lot of notes to get <laughs> there's through. There's a up lot until of stuff. Right where we're about to start, there was new stuff coming in about this whole money in the bank business yeah. in relation to, to Brock Lesnar being... <sighs> Mr. Money in the Bank. So yeah. let's, let's just get on with it. Uh, let me let me give a quick what? shout out to oh, patrons yeah. really quick, just so I don't forget them down the line. Um, uh, I want to say uh, thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, yesterday during our live stream, it was a blast. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Bret Hart. You successfully were not trashed thanks to auction. Yeah, it was interesting. It's funny. It was interesting the mechanic that you wasn't even that like was a real there. auction. It was because auctions, you don't have to pay if you lose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, we got a bunch of them. We've got, let's see here. Uh, uh, what a great name this is. Uh, Logan, Logan Finsterbush, Dave Lerman, Kevin Rankle, uh, John Yap, uh, Joe Thornton, Pizza Tooth, Randy Underland Jr., Gage D., uh, Lord Pistol Whip, uh, Calfani, Akil Jenkins, and Ronald Peebles. 
Thank you, everybody, for your support. It really, yes, thank every you. little bit helps here at Going In Raw. It um, really does. All right, man. All what right, do we so have? Let's get started with this. Money so, in the Bank fallout. So basically, everyone was uh, less than enthused about Brock uh, coming in last minute after seven other dudes beat the hell out of each other for about 15 to 20 minutes, only to climb up that ladder and get that briefcase for himself. Um, today, we're getting some details about all that decision was made, how it was enacted. First, from Wrestle Votes, quote, the Brock decision was made last weekend. Up until that point, it was nearly a 50-50 toss-up between Drew McIntyre. A full-time roster member. And Mustafa Ali. A beloved full-time roster member. To take the briefcase. Like, when, when I said last night on the recap... That this smelled, it stank of, of desperation. desperation. Totally. When in doubt, Vince turns to Brock. On Vince McMahon's part, desperation that totally, if true, confirms it completely. Yeah, this, completely. There's no long term vision for anything, and it's really depressing. Uh, according to Fightful, Sean Ross Sap. Oh, it gets way worse, Steve. Uh, seemingly everyone backstage, including Mustafa Ali, was under the presumption. That Mustafa Ali was going to walk out of Money in the Bank carrying that briefcase. Because they were told. Yes. <laughs> they didn't presume anything. And they that, were told. And that Ali learned right before the match that that wasn't going to be the case. Hey, by the way, big shout out to Sean Rossap. Oh, I hope great. I see him in Vegas this me weekend. Because I just want to give that guy a big you know handshake and buy him a damn drink. He's, he's outstanding. I know on Twitter at one point he, he said, hey, they want to play some basketball in Vegas. So maybe I'll bring my basketball kicks. Oh, my God. On the off t- chance we have a few minutes to go and shoot some hoops with Sean Ross Sapp. I think that'd be great. See, our Airbnb, we should have got one with a basketball hoop in the front. Yeah, I know. That'd <laughs> anyways, be awesome. Anyway. Anyways, uh, he, uh, Sean Ross Sapp is also reporting that WB had Brock Lesnar hidden away all night. There was chatter backstage that he was there, but nobody could slash would confirm. This is the worst. Okay. You have not heard this yet. I have not heard this. And I told you not. My virgin ears. This is terrible. Oh, God. PW Insider has more details. This is what they have to add. Quote, WWE went to extreme measures to hide Lesnar's involvement in the match. We are told that none of the competitors in the match were aware that Brock was there and would be involved. We are told the competitors were told there would be a spot at the end where Ali would be standing on the top of the ladder and be tipped over but was not told who would be coming out to do that spot. None of them had any idea Brock was involved, according to PW Insider. Nobody. Uh, PW Insider also seemingly confirms Sean Ross Sapp's report that people backstage were being told that Ali was going to be the winner of the match. Now, can we just contrast this for one moment with what we had heard from Dave Meltzer earlier yesterday? about how Stephanie McMahon <clears throat> led this big raw, raw meeting. Hey, everybody, don't you love working here? Oh, we've got everybody against us. Now we, and because the, the point of Meltzer reporting on this wasn't that they had a big raw, raw, all hands meeting. It was that for the first time, according to him, she acknowledged all elite wrestling, quote, as competition. She says, yeah. we're competing with a lot of stuff, including movies, video games, and now all elite wrestling. Of course, Double or Nothing, their first real show, yeah. is happening this weekend in Vegas. We're going to be there. Um, And that kind of meeting is like, hey, everybody, we're all troops fighting for this army, this metaphorical army. Uh, uh, We're all in the trenches together. And yet they are being lied to, not trusted with this information, with what's happening in their own match. You think they can't. you, You really think 
that these seven competitors or eight, well, however many people, seven, seven guys. And then Brock, yes. And then Brock can't be trusted with this info. Here's the thing. I don't think it's the wrestlers that probably they're worried about. It's other people backstage. It's like the 37 writers, half of whom are yes. like so annoyed with getting, well, probably more than half, yeah. with having their shit rewritten. Yeah. Who apparently listen to, to podcasts, maybe such as ours. Which is which is totally fine. I mean, and look, are totally cool leaking information. Here in Discord, RJ Melter Blackcraft says, is the fact that Ali leaked, he was lied to, and there's no, we don't know if Ali leaked it. Yeah, it could be that. any number of people. Was uh, to... Uh, what is the fact that it that Ollie leaked? He was lied to. Vindication for WWE lying to him because of the leak risk. Um, I don't mean that's half a good point. I think because we don't know that Ollie is the one who actually leaked it. Yeah. I would be surprised if he did. To be honest, oh, I'd be you. shocked. He, he seems he, like he, super team yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and hey, for for all we know, for all we know, the. the for all we know, he's the kind of guy who's so in love with the wrestling business that he doesn't mind the twists and turns and yeah, this and that. Possible. It's just it it is kind of a like I don't know. I would just think that one person would pull him aside at the beginning of the day and say, "Hey, kid, listen, we're gonna tell everybody that you're winning, and please keep this to yourself. Brock is here; he's gonna win yeah. in this last spot here. You're, he's gonna push the ladder over. Well, I mean, because this kid busts his ass. He goes out there and he kills himself. Well, here's the thing, too. On a nightly basis. Is, is, it's, it's, I wouldn't, people who work at WB at this point, I'd assume, would be well aware of Vince's fickle nature and the fact that he changes his mind on a whim. So instead of going and telling a bunch of people, oh, Ollie's winning, just don't say anything about who's winning the match. Yeah. Just don't say a word about it. Yeah. Tell nobody anything. Just skip, just skip telling anybody who's winning. And why don't they just go fast forward to the part where, listen, Ollie's going to climb the ladder and then he's going to be, exactly. it's going to be falling over. Like if it was a situation where if they said to the seven other guys, hey, at the end, we got, we got something in the works. Um, Ollie, you're going to be at the top of the ladder. Somebody's going to come out and knock you over in there and get the briefcase. That's cool. If mm -hmm. that was the approach taken, uh, fine. Just don't tell Ali he's going to win the match. Yeah. I understand this stuff probably happens all the time in the, in the wrestling business, at least probably in WWE, where someone has told something because they want this cover story for some huge surprise that's going to shock the world. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, as you, as you brought up, uh, when morale in WWE is already reportedly pretty low, uh, everybody's under the assumption that Mustafa Ali is going to win the match. And then last minute they say, no, uh, there's going to be a spot at the end. Someone else is going to come out. And they don't know who it is, and they and it's Brock again. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how, what people's attitudes are towards Brock backstage, but if they're not the best, and you're already kind of uh, your morale's not the best, and you see Brock come out, go up and get the briefcase. You probably just, you know, if it wasn't for the uh, if it wasn't for the Wade Keller podcast that we talked about last week, mm -hmm. <laughs> where a guy called in, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and. And a lot of people verified that what this person was saying was true, that morale mm -hmm. is low. It's mm -hmm. at like an all-time low. Everybody's frustrated. Triple H is more frustrated than anybody. Uh, if I hadn't heard that, then, I, then, then part of me would think, you know, I mean, these people are all professionals. They understand the nature of the business. And, and I think that's true to a degree. But it does seem like it's just whim after whim. This was decided last weekend. Yeah, I know. So to me, that says... Here, here's the thing about long-term storytelling, which which does generate interest and is does pay off better than just on your whims. It has to start somewhere. Yeah, no. And you would think that having a plan 
several months in advance of Money in the Bank, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Hey, this Mustafa Ali kid, we have confidence in him. Yeah. We know that he can deliver. Let's put the thing on him and see how this plays out. Or Drew McIntyre, we know he's money. Let's build this guy thing. up. Ali in his chronicle. He referenced or, or talked about, if I were to win money in the bank, what would I do with it? And he said, I wouldn't do the opportunistic cash-in. I would schedule and have a match. Do the thing we've been saying for a while. Ali is the perfect guy to win it night, next night on SmackDown, mm-hmm. saying, all right, I have this briefcase. I'm going to cash in main event WrestleMania. Yeah. You have nearly a year to and, build to that And match. here's the thing. They play so fast and loose with the definition of the main event of WrestleMania that they can have it be third to last. They can have it be for the WWE Championship and not the Universal Championship. There's any number of ways, but you know this kid is money. You know that you can build him even more, and he's always going to hit it out of the park. You just did a chronicle on the guy. You know this guy reaches for that brass ring. And you can tell so many different stories knowing that It'd be all about the process of, of, of personally making himself ready for the match mm-hmm. and building him up to be seen as a completely le- legitimate world champion in the, yeah. in the eyes fans. Yeah. And you can have twists and turns. You can have him struggle. You can have him overcome struggles. What if he loses the briefcase in a match and wins it back? Something, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's you can you can have this roller coaster of emotions, mm-hmm. and this is the guy to do totally. it. Totally. Like, you see him. He's He puts out there that he's a family man, that, you know, his story coming from where he came from and how he was changing his gimmick to reflect who he mm-hmm. wants, what he wants to portray, mm-hmm. you know, given that he's a Muslim uh, and, and he wants to, he wants a positive he wants role to, model he wants out to be an there inspiration to people totally. and, and his kids, he brings his kids yep. into it and his wife yep. and they're just a lovely family. And there's this whole awesome story that you can tell. And dude, you have, it's June. You have until next April to tell this amazing twisty turny story yeah. and that's how you build stars yep. stone cold wasn't made in a day the rock nope. was nobody when he first came out as no, rock they actually in my tried idea. to make the rock in yes. a day and it, it, it people didn't didn't like that you at all. have all this time for a perfect long-term story and the perfect guy to tell it because he's got all the charisma in the world oh, yeah and he's maybe like at the end of the day when his career is all said and done he could be one of the best in-ring performers oh, we've totally. ever seen totally yeah it's disappointment it's all a massive disappointment. But instead, we have Buckethead yeah. with his purple, weird, you know, giant head. Uh, up the top of the, the ladder, pretty much saying F you to everybody in attendance. Yeah. Uh, of course, Brock typically carries himself with basically zero regard for any of his coworkers, seemingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night was apparently no different because uh, apparently on that spot where he pushed the ladder over and Ollie fell. And granted, there's a ladder involved, a lot of unpredictability. But apparently, according to Brian Alvarez, Ollie was busted open and uh, cameras were told not to show it. And also, uh, when Lesnar's making his way down the ring, he pushed the ladder over and knocked into a cameraman. And uh, Sports Kita has a picture of some training staff attending the cameraman after getting the ladder pushed on him. Yeah. So Brock just tossing ladders around. Doesn't care if trying to be careful or anything. Typical Brock, I guess. Another stuff that happened at May the Bank. We heard there's going to be a new title announced tonight on Raw. Yeah. But what is it? Uh, we don't what know. What the Dave, hell is it? Dave Meltzer was speculating. <clears throat> he doesn't know, but he did say this quote. This is from a uh, uh, wrestling observer radio transcripts from uh, KCS. Yeah, he says uh, the hardcore belt, the twenty four seven thing. I guess you can go back with that comedy thing. If that's the Dave idea. Impression? I'm trying to ease into it. I, it's funny. I like if 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 I'm not tasked with it, mm-hmm. I I can do it. If I see his quote, but I can't just go into my right, Dave sorry, Meltzer. Sorry, sorry. I've also heard the idea of a, a Legends Championship. 
that's sort of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. I guess it would have to be explained <laughs> legends championship, but those were the two things that were going around, but I have not gotten anything, nothing official as far as like what it's going to be. They're trying to keep it under wraps. It wasn't this, but somewhere else I can't remember where, and I, my apologies read that, uh, he was on cage side seats too. Maybe it was in this article about the uh, Melser's quote. Um, talking about how th- this could be something that Goldberg and Undertaker could fight for mm-hmm. at the Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are they going to have a, a 50 plus division now in WB? Well, who would, uh, who would be eligible for that? So Undertaker, uh, Kane, Goldberg, Goldberg, Is Goldberg even over 50. Oh, yeah. He is. Okay. He's gotta be right. Triple H is getting close. Uh, yeah, isn't Triple H like uh, 48 or something like that? Yeah, 48, 49. Let's Batista's see. 50. Triple H is... Although Batista's retired. So Triple H will be eligible this July. Assuming it's a 50-plus title. Uh, yeah, let's say... Yeah, let's so he, on one hand, title. I appreciate the fact that it, maybe they'll develop a title for these part-timers who come in and out when they please that doesn't involve any of the Kane's titles that yeah. actually matter. Mm-hmm. However... Um, I really don't care to see 50-year-olds wrestle on a regular basis because the matches aren't typically very good. Um, yeah, but it'd be pretty funny if they actually made a title for yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Booker T, he's 54. All right, I'll, I'd be cool with Booker T. I'd be that title totally forever. cool with that. <laughs> I'd be cool Booker with that. Booker T, that title forever. Um, what was TNA's version? TNA had a thing called, like, was it the Legends title? Oh, is that what it was? They had something. It was like a red title, and I think they ended up unifying it or something. Yeah, King probably. of the Mountain title know, or something like that. This doesn't seem like a great idea. If it's something that... that it's a, no, it's a terrible it's idea, a terrible but it's idea. pretty funny if it's, it's true. It's kind of funny, but it, it'd be interesting if it's presented within the context of Super Showdown, the next Saudi Arabia show. Which seems like it'd be... It yeah. seems like the most logical Although, Although, I do kind of wonder... So, like, I, I kind of figure that... Meltzer has some people on the inside, but they're probably keeping this pretty close to the mm-hmm. vest. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wonder if the fact that he that he hasn't said the fact that he's not saying that it's a Saudi thing. I wonder if that means that it might actually not be a Saudi thing. Like oh, it know. seems like it'd be obvious it's a Saudi yeah, thing, but I know I don't know. I mean, they didn't have a big unveiling of the. Maybe they wanted a do over on the. I mean, we sort of speculated this yesterday. Maybe they wanted a do over of the uh, the greatest Rumble title. Maybe. Maybe the Saudis were like, oh, well, we had that title. Now you guys don't use it. We want our own title. We want stakes for this Undertaker-Goldberg match. Or the 50-man Battle Royal title. Yeah. Who knows? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Oh dear. So uh, yeah, Larson, it's not looking good. All elite. No, they're still they're still our saviors for wrestling. WWE passe. Uh, that's. <laughs> Are you gonna spend fifty dollars on double or nothing, Larson? For the pay-per-view? No, we're going. To. Oh, that's right. We're I already spent however much my ticket cost. That's right. We're going to be there. We are going to be there. Um, anyways, so word came Saturday, I believe, from Wrestling Observer that the scheduled match, one I was very excited for as well, uh, between Hangman Page and Pac at Double or Nothing was off. Now, I, off. we've used the, the animated GIF many times of us uh, marking out during the uh, the rally mm-hmm. when we were watching the rally mm-hmm. stream mm-hmm. and uh, when Pac showed up oh man we lost we my mind turn into you know uh, just blithering idiots yeah happy with glee I believe I screamed Pac for about a minute straight. and so I was very much looking forward to seeing Pac oh I was too. nothing and now I want my money back yeah well not about quite that it's still gonna be a good show anyways here's what Dave had to say about it quote the angle at today's wrestle the game. ultimate by the way the ultimate all the wrestling insider Dave Meltzer yeah no and I think it's kind of hurting the company at this point um i really do at least with all this the angle at today's wrestlegate show in nottingham england involving Pac and hangman page was done largely to present the match that had been built up because the match won't be taking place at double or nothing on sunday so they had a match at the show ended in the dq i think well a hangman pay no Pac was uh, was supposed to be fighting two guys uh, in a triple threat, I think, uh-huh. and uh, one guy I think went down to injury. The other guy went down to medical or uh, to travel issues. I think is what Meltzer mentioned. And uh, so Pac, I think, laid out like an open challenge or something. And then Hangman comes out in full gear. They have the match ends in a wonky finish. Yeah. Uh, he continues. The official word from uh, AEW is that there were creative differences regarding the match, and Pac won't be on Saturday's show. With Pac's regular matches in the UK, it's known that because he takes his status as world champion with Dragon Gate seriously, he has not agreed to any losses since winning the Open the Dream Gate title. And to protect that, uh, has done 30-minute draws with Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay. On the flip side, AEW wants to present a sports-like atmosphere, and they had their own direction for what they wanted. Um, and then he offered up some more details after kind of talking in circles um, on Twitter about it. Yeah, there's a there. The, here's here's part of the problem. Before we get into this, this is kind of part of the problem. He's in a tough spot. Like, look, Dave Meltzer's no. He's not like nobody is the perfect human. He's in a tough spot. He's a wrestling journalist, and he's uh, also kind of the spokesperson for this. Uh, well, he's good friends with them, so he just ended up as the de facto spokesman. Like, what's he going to say? No, don't tell me this stuff. Well, there's a difference between don't tell me and. Uh, he doesn't have to report every detail. This is what I mean by it's, I feel like it's kind of hurting. The way he's approaching it is, is hurting the promotion. It's it's a mess. And I mean, if if people pay close, I mean, all you got all you have to do to alleviate that particular problem is just stop following Dave Meltzer on totally, Twitter, totally, or don't read. Them, but here's the thing: like and you'll be fine. Like if they had this this angle that went down at this show in England, and and at the end there's a DQ and, and Pac beat the hell out of Hangman Page, like really beat him up bad. Mm-hmm. You have Page come out, of double, and you don't hear anything else about it. You have Page come out and double or nothing and he calls out Pac. Uh, Pac no-shows and someone else shows that they have a match. You don't know anything about creative differences. You don't know anything about their booking strategy. You know anything about that. Yeah, but for us to go like, oh, we're so excited to see Pac and then he just no-shows. Oh, that's heel heat, man. <laughs> I don't know. That might be company heat. No, that's heel heat. That's heat. on the, For me, that's heat on the company right. right there. See, I feel like this it's way more heat in the company when we get all this convoluted talk about creative okay. differences. So talking and about convoluted. beat one person, but not another person, so they didn't want to do with the other person. So He said on Twitter that he's got more details on his radio show. And so uh, WrestleZone, thank God, uh, had a transcript of this because 
trying to transcript Dave Meltzer running in circles on oh, this. Oh man, I know. You know, God bless the guy. He's trying and he has to he has to walk this weird line between being wrestling journalists talking about backstage like real stuff and then like not trying to hurt his friends like storylines which it felt like obvious that he was trying to do and I'm like oh man I feel so and you can tell that he's got like he kept on wanting to get to talk to this because he had so many people bugging him about it and Alvarez like decided to go to the Smackdown house show cancellations first and then they they finally got to it bearing the lead huh and so uh so here we go this is what he said again transcript from WrestleZone the reality is he Pac was going to beat Adam Page. He was going to beat Hangman. He was going to beat Adam because it would set up a program with Kenny Omega, and he wasn't going to beat Kenny Omega. I think that the mentality was, and this is months down the line when this is going to happen, you people were like, how could they let it go into the last week? Well, they were booking months down the line. They didn't want to beat Adam Page unless it meant something. If not, then what's the point? There's no point to the win. Yeah, you could get through the show, and I will say again, every other promotion would have done it differently. They would have done a DQ. He continues. They weren't going to do that, and they want to get off on a certain foot, and you can criticize them, and then there, it's incumbent on them that you can present something better because they took out a match, you know, even though we're going to get to see the match on Tuesday. If you want to see it, they took out a match that on paper would be one of the best matches on the show, so they got to improve on it, but that's the story behind it was they want their wins and losses to mean something, and this would not allow that to happen. So they have a new story, and that that gets where they want to go or that they've redone it, and I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I, it's so difficult to, to – because if you listen to it, it's just as weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just as circular. Uh, he continues, we'll have to see it on Saturday, and then we'll have to see it later. Meltzer also adds that Pac is working on a part-time deal with AEW, but his future with the company is uncertain. Will they use him going forward? You know, not now. Will it happen later? There's no guarantee that they ever will. There's no guarantee. If he loses the championship, will they talk and bring him in? If he wants it, They and they want it, absolutely. So there's long-term creative, but he might not be with the company. Yeah. That's a mess. It That's is a, a mess. mess. But here's the thing. like, All if, this should have not been said. No, none of, like, <laughs> pretty much none of it should have been said. Right. None of it. Right. None of it. Right. All the stuff about creative differences, just say match off. Mm-hmm. If you want to p- issue any sort of statement about it, just say match off. Yeah. For whatever reason. Make up a reason. I don't care. But to get this deep into the minutia of how they handle their creative, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Um, but here's, like, couldn't they transition, say, Pac beats, this is my guess, that maybe Kenny versus Pac was going to be for the title? Mm, maybe. Maybe. And then Kenny would, yeah. Kenny would, Kenny be would win, champion. be the first champion. Yeah. Um, and Pac had an issue with that. Well, isn't there someone else you can transition Pac to have a program with so that the, 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 the win over Hangman Page still means something? Who look? Let me just ask you this. Or they have everybody else in a creative direction, and that's kind of like the one area where things were a little fuzzy still. Who looks worse here, AEW or Pac? I kind of feel All Elite does. Yeah. Because when you go into a thing, when you go into a thing, so we're not pro wrestlers. We've never been bookers. Um, only the only experience we have with this kind of thing. The only experience we oh, have we book raw. is no, yeah, is the H Championship. Oh yeah, that too. Adam Mayhem reached out to us. He said, "I've got a match with Joey. Uh, do you guys want it to be for the H Championship?" 
and it was discussed, obviously, Adam Mayhem was going to win the thing because that's just how it goes, right? You would think that with such a big company and wanting to get off in this great foot, mm-hmm. going into it, you would say, Pac, here's the deal. We, we know, evidently, he doesn't want to sign on full time. Yeah. Want to bring in to beat him, Hangman Page, and then you can go on and, and lose to Kenny. Is that cool? Yeah, that seems like a, no. th- that, would be, that should be the start of any sort of talks. No? Okay, cool. Otherwise, I mean, we just bring him into It just feels like before they even wheel him out, they bring him out on the rally. It should be discussed, exactly. It, this should be determined. Mm-hmm. This is not a good look for a company that's not starting their TV until October. Yeah. But then again, if we didn't hear about any of this, it wouldn't be that huge of a deal. It wouldn't be as huge of a deal. Sorry. Well, bring, it, here's the thing, though, because you bring Pac out at the rally... And then you figure out the stuff after that. That just seems. And then, like, is he is he still on the AEW roster page? I have no idea. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's this it's not it's not the best way to handle it. I mean, I'm still, look. I'm still very much looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I think it's it's, it's a it's a bummer that it, yeah he's right there. He's still on the roster page. It's a bummer it went down that way. But at the same time, I don't know. I f- I feel like this is an instance where uh, too much transparency. Is kind of hurting things. Yeah, I don't dis- and I don't disagree with that. I don't know. I mean, honestly, if they just said, "Hey, this match is off," or if they did it like you did it, I'm not. I mean, I guess part of me does want to know the situation. Or how about this? This is this explanation is not great. At the the show in England, uh, Pac gets DQ'd. Hangman gets gets upset about it. He's the one that puts the beat down on Pac. Mm-hmm. So Pac is not medically cleared to compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it that way. But I don't know. I mean, I, there, here's the thing: like, you would think that they had discussed many different scenarios how they could, how this could work. I mean, th- I think the thing that kind of bugs me is they weren't just cool with Pac beating Hangman and then dropping Pac. You know, I mean, after after that match, he can say, you know, I just I beat your best. I'm gonna go. You know, I well, I here's the thing: I think we're conditioned <clears throat> to WWE booking to a certain extent where something happens. And then it's dropped. It doesn't lead to anything. And I think their pro, they want AEW wants to try something different. Where if Hangman Page is going to lose, it's got to mean everything something. means something. If Pac's yeah. going to win, it has to lead to something. And if what I'm getting at is is they worked tried to work out every scenario they could, and they couldn't find a way based on everything else they probably have going on uh, that would satisfy those two criteria. And so rather than jeopardize their overall wrestling booking philosophy on their first show, mm-hmm. they decide, all right, I'm sure that they were not excited about doing this. We just had, we'll just drop the match. Yeah. I think that's like, honestly, I think that's like kind of the worst possible thing. Like after that's the worst possible thing to do. I really, it's like, like people pay money and they want to see this stuff. And then, well, create, you know, we, we say that wins and losses mean stuff. And it's like, well, you have like, I don't know, seven other matches on the card. I mean, wins and losses can mean stuff there. You can have a loss here. And then Pac, being the bastard he is, can be the one who says, screw your wins and losses. That means nothing to me. Getting more heel heat on him. We have the match still. He goes away and comes back when Kenny is champion or something like that, when he's ready to lose or win or whatever. I think that this was like literally the worst creative thing they could have done because it reflects bad on the business side of things. Yeah, it does. 
So they're still growing pains. They're still learning how to do this, man. This yeah, and the, and that's totally fine. You can't expect them to be to be perfect by any means. No, I'm no. just saying, Pac is a big name, and I love him, and I want to see him. Oh, I do too. I was super yeah. excited about the prospect of seeing him at the show. It's not going to happen. I'm disappointed. That being said, it should still be a good show. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know who they're going to find for Hangman Page to wrestle is going to be better than Pac or a larger, more important, more significant match than Pac. Well, that I don't know. <laughs> that's the funny thing is that Meltzer mentioned that on the radio show. He said. Uh, he said, you know, they say they're going to have something. I'm assuming they're saying this in private because they haven't sent anything to him mm-hmm. or they haven't sent anything publicly. publicly about no. this. There's two being the elites going up this week. Yeah. Um, he said something along the lines of uh, they say they're going to have something better. So they better deliver something better. Yeah. Pac is like top, pretty huge. I know top like two top three list of names of people that I really want to see. I know. That's that's I mean, I don't I, I, I said this during the stream. I said if it's Moxley, I don't care. I, CM that's, Punk CM Punk confirmed. Versus Hangman Page. CM Punk would actually be a bigger thing because... But what if he's under a mask and we don't know it's CM Punk? Did he come out to the cult of personality? No. What did he come out to? I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. No music. <laughs> no entry music. Just no. Mask competitor. The same mask and sweatshirt, though, he was wearing at that show well, in Milwaukee. Well, then, yeah, because that's just CM Punk. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, quote the Raven here in a super chat real quick. says, do you think the original plan, uh, for going back to the Money and Bank discussion, was Bray to run in, uh, but the birth of his kid made them go with the Beast Incarnate? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if the, if the plan was always 50-50 between McIntyre and Ali, it seems like, no, they just wanted Brock... Yeah. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, what's going on with Impact? Uh, more turmoil, apparently. Impact. Impact. Impact is just, they're going to be Impact sometimes, yep. man. Impact's going to Impact. So last week, uh, we talked, I think, on Overrun, heard a bit about Killer Cross. Yeah. Asking for a raise. And when, they, when he was told no, he said, I want to release. And again, he was told no. Um, over the weekend, PW Insider reported that Scarlet Bordeaux. Uh, his love interest, I believe, yes. Yeah. I believe they're an Hot item. couple. Yeah. Uh, has also asked her for her release from the company. Reports state that, like Cross, Scarlett is working on a deal that pays her per appearance with, I believe, no minimum appearances guaranteed. And her contract runs out this summer as opposed to Killer Cross, who has, like, a long time left on it. Another kind of weird impact news, PW Insider also reported that, Despite what had been reported previously, Jordan Grace was technically a free agent. Quote, while Impact provided Grace with a contract last year, the contract was never signed, returned, or executed, which means, amazingly, that Grace has been performing for the promotion unsigned for the last seven months. Was she? Did she become champion there? No, she's a progress. Progress. Women's champion. Oh, that's right. That's so cool. Uh, they continue, quote, Impact has been communicating with Grace, trying to lock her into a deal, but given that she has not officially signed anywhere, Grace would technically be able to field offers from other promotions as well. We are told that as late as t- the last 24 hours, Impact has been scrambling to get Grace to sign with the promotion, and if she chooses not to do so, she will likely not continue on with the company. But then uh, by Sunday. Yeah, she took to Twitter. She had announced that she had re-signed with the company. In an interview with Fightful, she confirmed that she had conversations with other companies before re-signing with Impact. In fact, they mentioned in that uh, interview that uh, she had talked to all the big names, including WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, I had contact with each of those companies and had many options and offers in front of me. At the end of the day, Impact is where I wanted to be. I was ready to make a difficult decision if needed, but I was sincerely hoping everything would work out in the end. I can't be sure if Double or Nothing had anything to do with it, but it's a possibility. 
Um, yeah, there's that. Uh, she had also mentioned that she's still part-time. She's able to now work part-time at her shoot job, which is a, she's a legal transcriber oh. of some sort. She says she really enjoys it. That's cool. So it's always interesting to take like a little behind the scenes look at like, you know, these people that they're also So there. does she take like the stenographers, uh, uh, reporting and then transcribe that? Is that what it is? I she did not clarify, okay. and I did not Google legal transcriber. Legal. Maybe she takes. Maybe she. <laughs> shut up. Maybe she. I didn't legal it. Maybe. Maybe she. Uh, maybe she like writes down. She like types out depositions. I think a stenographer does that. Um, oh, do they do that too? I think so. Depositions are done in, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Because they have like that shorthand they can type in really fast. They do this stuff. I yeah. thought that was only, I've only seen that in courtrooms. Oh, I don't know. I'm speculating. That, uh, yeah, <laughs> no idea. But I think most depositions at this point are probably videotaped and that would need to be transcribed, yeah. Legal transcription. Because that's one that, I mean, it wasn't legal transcriptions, but I used to transcribe uh, junket interviews when my first jobs. Is the act of transcribing any type of legal proceeding from the spoken word into a document format or printed format? In general, during courtroom proceedings, legal transcription is performed by licensed court reporters and a stenographer. So, you know, you go in there for like a, you know, you got a murder case or something, you go in there and Jordan Grace from Impact Wrestling might be sitting there. Like that, and then they're like guilty, and she gets up and freaking power yeah, bombs I you. I know. <laughs> she gives you, yeah, well, that finish is crazy. It is. It's a great finish. That's awesome. Anyway, Steve, you want to do a raw preview? You excited for Rod Nine? I know you're not. Uh, am I excited for Rod Nine? I don't know. Let's read this preview and see what we got. First we'll entry. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, desperation sometimes. I don't can even be get this pun. Money is the beast. Is oh, money in is supposed to be like money is the best. Is that the pun they're working on? Or money? It's not. It should be money in the beast. Well, then there's money in like there's well the, Vince does see money in the exactly beast, sure yeah it should be that so I don't know why money is the piece I don't get that pun you know one of the most stunning moments in WWE money in the bank history Brock well, Lesnar pretty stunning I'll be honest Brock Lesnar emerged out of nowhere as the replacement to the attacked Sami Zayn and laid waste to Ali to capture the money in the bank contract as a result Seth Rollins will surely have little time to celebrate his victory over AJ Styles. As if the Beast wasn't already one of the most dangerous threats to the Universal Championship, Lesnar comes with the complete unpredictability of a Money in the Bank cash-in whenever he chooses to utilize it. Will light be shed on Lesnar's latest conquest and how it came to be? Next. Uh, well, we already know how it came to be. Oh, look at Mick Foley there. It came to be last weekend when Vince McMahon decided... All they got to do is read the dirt sheets. Willed it so. Yeah. A new championship emerges. One of the more unexpected twists of WWE Money in the Bank, and there was some competition, was the announcement that WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley would return to Raw to unveil WWE's newest championship. Speculation immediately began about what the former Raw general manager could have in store for WWE, but hints are scarce. Uso. That'd be great. Uso rules. The Usos are in the catbird seat right about now. Not only do they have the advantage as they weigh a challenge from the Revival, but a non-title victory over Daniel Bryan and Rowan on the Money in the Bank kickoff has SmackDown Tag Team Championship implications as well via the wild card rule confirmed. Wild card rule! Confirmed. Wild card rule will allow you to, to vie for titles. The world is Jimmy and Jay's oyster, and they have their pick of grudges to pursue personal vendetta or perhaps championship gold. What's it going to be? Uh, and there's a picture of that, and the others are. Oh, there we go. Becky One Belt. Wah, wah. 
Becky Lynch survived a tough challenge from Lacey Evans to retain her Raw Women's Championship at WWE Money in the Bank, but the lady of WWE made sure Lynch was less fortunate against Charlotte Flair. Evans attacked Lynch with the women's right in the middle of the Irish woman's second title defense, allowing the queen to relieve her of her SmackDown Women's Championship. With one title left to her name, Becky returns to Raw somewhat diminished, but no less motivated. The man threw hands with Lacey immediately following the ambush, and while Charlotte's own rivalry with Bailey, who cashed in on the Queen moments later to win the Blue Jewel, is just beginning. It seems Becky versus Lacey is about to start a furious second act. <laughs> Tune into Raw tonight, 8, 7 Central on USA Network, to witness the fallout from WWE Money in the Bank. No author revealed for this preview. <gasps> really? Did it write itself? They yeah, just put Vince it in wrote a, it. It's a bot? Vince wrote it. Vince bot. Uh, yeah, let's do some uh, questions and stuff. Okay. Uh, Quoth Raven, thank you. He also asks, so uh, what's the, the what's, what's what were you more let down by? Game of Thrones or Money in the Bank? Did you watch Game of Thrones last night? Yeah, I did. I like Game of Thrones. I thought it was fine. Yeah, thought it was cool. I kind of I watched it with no audio, more or less, while I was uh, <laughs> trying plane. to get no trying to get we booked Money in the Bank. Oh cut, yeah, which still isn't done. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. It's a long show. Yeah, um, try to get up today. Uh, you know any plot holes I missed? I just read up on it, mm-hmm. so I feel like I watched it. Yeah, that was fine. I'm like, I mean, don't talk about spoilers. Obviously anymore. not. But uh, no, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Um, I it wasn't perfect by any means, but I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think. I didn't think it was a perfect show going into it. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Alex C, do you think if Ali had won, if Vince wasn't inspired by Brock Lesnar, uh, then Bailey wouldn't have? Oh, not necessarily. I think it might be possible that Bailey. I think it probably would have gone down the same way, but maybe they would have done like a Bailey kind of heelish turn. Maybe, maybe. Uh, quote the Raven seventy nine. So, is the new title going to be the we're giving the belt back to Brock? So here's your fighting championship belt. Maybe. Although I think it'd be the opposite, where it'd be here's the belt for the part timers and Universal title and WWE title. These are the ones that are defended regularly. Mm-hmm. Should be. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike Fiend. Just want to let the world know that a feud or match that needs to happen on TV is Keith Lee versus Punishment Martinez. Oh, yeah. They I heard a, their uh, house show match this weekend. It was really good. That's what Mike Fiend says. They had a match at NXT Bel Air on Saturday, which recorded some matches for TV, but I don't believe that was one. I never got mm-hmm. the hype on Punishment, but that match made me a fan, and it's a match that everybody stood and applauded. It's like, man, if anybody has a chance to go to any of those NXT house shows, I've never been, but they seem... No, we have been. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we've been to two of them. Yeah. They're spectacular. Yeah. We haven't been they're to the Florida... The Florida house show loop seems special. Yeah. It seems really special. Uh, Naheem Quattlebaum, we need all in Larson to get hype for all elite wrestling, double or nothing. I am hype. He's hype. It's, it's also still, Monday, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited. They are they are our, our last hope to save the world of professional wrestling, all elite wrestling. Is. Save us, Obi One Elite Wrestling. Jimmy Thomas, if Brock cashes in on Kofi, I will be pissed to a level that hasn't been mathematically discovered yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Haggett, did you guys see Arnold get drop kicked? Yeah, he basically no sold it. Oh, is, did so he know? Did he? Did he didn't follow or anything? No. No. He just got kind of lunged forward when he got kicked, and then his security went and tackled the guy. Good. I saw Nigel Farage get hit with a milkshake this morning. Apparently, it's a big thing, and so like they uh, apparently like, it was like he, Burger King or he was having a rally, and so they like made sure that no places nearby were selling milkshakes. But he still got hit with one. Yeah, some fast food restaurant tweeted, "Hey Scotland, we still have milkshakes." 
<laughs> I love it. The Burger King. I, I love it. Which one it was? That's great. Uh, Don Grames canceled the network. All Elite Wrestling or bust. I guess. There you go. I like that attitude. <laughs> Greg Morris just tweeted at us. Lugal. Lugal. Uh, Lugal. Let's see here. Uh, Nick Montenegro. Uh, hey Brock, you have to show up and actually cash. That's true. Like Brock actually has to be on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to the uh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Russell dude says, oh, what a great question. Uh, WWE 2K20 question. Oh, good. What new OMG moments would you want to see? Freaking stomp to uh, Styles Clash. Clash. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Stomp to RKO. I have no idea if that's actually in there. Maybe it is. But if not, that has to be in there. Uh, Dominic Marini. Really hope all the wrestling puts WWE out of business. So much hate. Agreed. WB, Wait, what? That would be your days are numbered. No, we want both companies to be great no and way, strong. Man. No way. Only one strong, great company, and that's all elite wrestling. Are you in this for the wrestlers, Larson? Yeah, I for am. the all elite wrestlers. Oh, no. Conform or die. Uh, Quentin, how much crap did Jack Daddy get when he got back to gorilla position last night? Probably a lot. Probably. See, I was, I was trying to come to his defense. It's my theory. That it was all storyline, but then it wasn't the case. Uh, quote the Raven, Mandy and Mustafa both had opportunity to win and just stopped like a deer in headlights staring at the entrance instead of winning makes no sense. No, well, Mustafa, it kind of made sense. I mean, you're right. Well, here's the thing. You're right. Here's it the makes thing with no Mustafa sense. Is like, shoot wise, he actually had to look to see who was coming in to take the briefcase from him <laughs> because he had no idea who it was. He didn't know who it was. He's like this. <laughs> it was funny. Like, he was like this. And then they come back and he's doing the cat. Oh, I love the cat thing. So he had to register what was actually happening. So that explains his pause, I think. P-A-U-S-C, not P-A-W-S. Like the pause. It, yeah, not that. Pause like that. Yes. That's good. Uh, Carlos, should they just do away with money in the bank if it's going to continue to be wasted every year? See, I don't think it has been wasted every year. I think uh, we had a Shinsuke win. That was awesome. Wait, Nakamura never won money in the bank. Oh, he won the Rumble. Who won money in the bank? Corbin won that year. And then Braun won last year. Okay, so they have been ruined. Well, Alexa won and she and cashed Bailey in. Won, Bailey yeah. won and yeah. she cashed in. Yeah. Ellsworth won. Yeah. I still um, like Money in the Bank. I think it's great. Quote the Raven 79 is All Elite Wrestling going to be the next CM Punk chance. Oh, AEW. AEW. You hear that, a lot of that WB shows from now on? Uh, it's going to get, it's going to get, if WWE doesn't get their act together, it's going to get louder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to, that's going to be a thing. Yep. Can you, can you, I can't wait till, cause every once in a while there's that awkward moment when it's just, it's blistering, you know, like sometimes they can drown it out. Sometimes like the promo goes on sometimes, I mean, but sometimes somebody's like Vince is in the middle of the ring and they're just raining it Imagine down on if, them. If despite no hangman page versus Pac double or nothing is like amazing yeah. quality of wrestling. Amazing. Yeah. Setting up storylines for the future. A lot of potential and, uh, the raw following, I don't know where it's at. But it's like seventy five percent of the crowd is AEW. AEW. I think it'd be it'd be more likely to happen once the the the, the TV, TV shows starts. Totally, totally. That's when more people people are beginning. Like no, I don't know how many people are going to pay fifty bucks for a pay per view. But I think everybody can watch it on TNT. I think that's yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. going to be a big thing. Uh, Dom L women's hardcore title. He says hashtag women's hardcore title. Give Ruby the belt. I think that'd be great. Unless there's something truly surprising in all elite. It would have to be like a big surprise, though. Yeah. But then uh, Cody Miles mentioned that uh, CM Punk is uh, doing commentary for MMA during Double or Nothing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think it was going to happen anyways. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kieran, what's more likely to happen? 
revamped hardcore title or a WWE network title with similar stipulations, rules like 24-7? I think of those two options, probably the network title would be more likely because I don't see them going back to hardcore matches at all. I mean, if they want to get people to sub to the network, like, and that adds like a wonderful, you know, aura of... What if it's like a social media title where <laughs> titles can change on Twitter or YouTube? It's defended by whoever's tweet gets the most likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dylan, overrun suggestion. Arnie quotes discussion. Like to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes? I don't get it. Uh, I think Dylan is suggesting that we do, do we get the... a discussion in Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if we I mean that old Who sound, are you? That old soundboard yeah. that we used to hey. In, hey. so thoroughly enjoy. Who are you? Who are you? I could load that up and have that on. I could totally do that. Does that still exist? Oh, that's the question. <laughs> if it exists. Uh, Dylan again, he says, uh-oh, Foley's 53 contender for Legends title. Yeah, man. W.S. Fletcher. Wow, this is a hot, t- hot take. Hmm. I am the only person who liked the ending. Oh. He liked it. All right. Oh, and then Sam from Cultaholic liked it. <clears throat> I was I was actually I was conflicted by it. I think it's it's really bad for like long term booking. Um but I did like the surprise nature of it. Uh there I mean there are elements of it that I liked. That's why I wasn't like I don't know, I wasn't like in a rage last night or anything. I was like, oh my god, this is crap. I was just like Okay, well that's I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't even know what to think about it. Like, I kind of didn't like it because, you know, Mustafa Ali's great. Drew Magan, they're all great. Yeah, Everybody else is great. It's another instance where they, rather than taking the, the time to build up new stars, they just resort to. You got to start long-term bookings at some point. Like, yep. you have to get through the part where it's, yep. you're taking a risk. Yep. And he's completely risk adverse at this point. I think I was, I think when I saw the tweet of somebody suggesting that Brock just straight up get his rematch at Saudi Arabia, and then he also cashes in on Kofi. That idea I'm actually not averse to. I know that might be, people might crap on me for saying that, but I don't, there, there is something special about somebody holding both those titles um, and seeing where they would go from there with it. If they just keep on going back to like a Roman Brock, then I'd probably not be happy with that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like I can imagine Kofi demanding a title. Like if, if, if they had somebody win, that was really, really cool against Brock and not just like Seth because Seth is kind of obvious mm-hmm. I don't know I mean it, it could be cool like could you imagine if Kofi beat Brock for but both again, those titles it would, just, it would just require a follow through and that's generally been the problem yeah there's no there's no evidence to suggest that WWE would do something cool like Mm-mm. that there really isn't um, let's see here uh, Eric Saldez with no heel turn by AJ and the social media activity by Carl Anderson Confirms that the new that the Good Brothers are going back to New Japan with no heel. Oh, just because he took a picture with Tamatanga. That's his friend. Yeah, they're friends. That's his friend. Yeah, they're friends. Although he's probably gonna go to New Japan or Ali or, or Ali. Yeah, Josh Little knew the new title will be a McMahon Legacy title. Legacy. Legacy. I can see Bray coming out winning, but not Brock. It's a legacy title. The Undertaker has to win. Ooh, what a great question here, hmm. Neil Moffat. You've just signed with the WWE. The salary and dates, number of dates are fine, but your lawyer has managed to get three clauses in your contract. What are those clauses? So dates are fine, so I can't, I can't you, say. There's no wiggle. You can't say, I only want to work TV. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, I guess creative control has to be A number one. 
Um, yeah, that's probably, that's the best. I would say number two, I'd say that's my number one. Also my number two, I bring in my own graphic designer or I get to design my own merchandise. Yeah. 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 And I think three, that if I'm not satisfied with one and two, then six months time, I, the contract is null and void. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I get, oh, oh, that's what I would do. No time allowed to be added regardless of injury. There you go. Even if I'm injured for the duration of my contract, yes. you cannot add my contract back. Yeah. You cannot add time yeah. to it. Uh, thank you, the Tomahawk. Uh, Josh Little says Hangman Page versus Joey Ryan, of course, at All In. They didn't have a match. They did not have a match. So they could have a match. Storyline-wise, that would top Higman versus Pac. I think Joey Ryan's got a show, though, because he's doing a signing, and then he has a like, show that weekend. Maybe that Saturday night. Wasn't he going to like sign with AEW or something like that? Or well, he's on, he's on his farewell tour right he's now. He's on his farewell tour right now. Uh, A.O. Worm says, uh, have you guys seen John Wick? Steve has. I saw it. I, my review is up right now. Hey, a worm! I am sad that you have not seen my uh, that my uh, review over at uh, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Friendoville of John Wick Three has gone live. It's been up for a couple days now. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. I didn't. Uh, we they evacuated the theater with 15 minutes left in the movie, and yeah, you uh, told your story about how you were uh, didn't get your. Uh... So I watched the end on YouTube. <laughs> So we got, we got breaking, breaking news. So Saturday, Joey Ryan's going to be, oh. uh, has a show in Cleveland. Saturday? Yeah. So Thursday, there's a screening of, of his documentary at 6.30. Friday, he has a meet and greet from 1 to 3. And then he's at Hood Slam Friday night mm-hmm. in Oakland. And then Saturday, he's wrestling in Cleveland. And Sunday, he's wrestling in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey Omega tweeted this out. He said, can we talk about this Band-Aid? If you see the still of Bailey when she's in the crowd celebrating, oh there's a bloody Band-Aid Ew. that's like stuck to her title. Ew. That's nasty. Oh, man. That's gross. Gross. Anyways, I think that's good. What are we going to talk about on Overrun today? Oh, we have any more questions? Uh, well, I mean, you know, we, we answered a bunch of them. All right. So I think we're good. All right. No, I, I'm going to look at Overrun as soon as we're done, we'll all look into overrun. Cool. Right on. Monday. What do we usually do on Monday? Oh, movie Mondays. Mondays. Okay. Well, we'll see. Movie discussion. We didn't talk about Jericho. Oh, we'll talk about Jericho talking crap about WWE. We'll talk about that on overrun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. YouTube channel members. Uh, right now, if you click join, you can uh, uh, hang out with us during overrun, mm-hmm. our bonus mm-hmm. episode, or you can watch it later. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, patrons at $1 and up on Mondays get access to that bonus episode as well. Uh, $5 a month gets five bonus episodes every single week. Just like YouTube channel members, they get that as well. Yep, yep. So we want to say thanks to everybody for hanging out with us uh, and uh, and supporting Going In Raw. Yes, thank you very much. Tell a friend. Thanks so much. And then, of course, Sunday, Las Vegas, Tuscany Suites and Casinos, Friendo Fest 2019. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Sunday, the Sunday after Double or Nothing. If you're going to be in Vegas for free, just show up at the Tuscany yeah. Suites and Casinos. It's free gratis. The first time we have ever done a podcast in front of a live studio audience. And depending how this one goes, might be the last time. This could be the only time. It ever happens, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. thanks so much. I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't know. Oh, we got a, a, a super chat here. Presto199, should Matt Hardy go broken or stay V1? He should do something new. He should become a time traveler. 
All right. Good. Sure. Time travel. That's always your go-to time travel. That's good. Or, or, uh, astral projection. Oh, I like that too. I'm not really here. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.